Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome back, my kindred, to Blood and Syrup, a Vampire the Masquerade live play podcast. I am Savanya Dracul, your host through this world of darkness. The Coterie went to B-Positive Therapy to collect Rosemary Bellevue for questioning. She claimed to have no idea what was going on, but Everett and Evangeline took her into the station, where Doris compelled her to admit she was part of a black market blood ring. Realizing that Rosemary's winding answers might be a stall tactic, Val and Evangeline raced back to B-Positive Therapy. What will they find hiding in the depths of the secret basement? Abandon hope, all ye who listen here. Evangeline and Val, you are heading down into the basement of B-Positive Therapy as Everett and Doris are on their way to you. Uh, as you move down, uh, do you, you would have flashlights on your hips, so you could take those out, uh, which would be an option. Uh, otherwise, you could just walk into the darkness and see what happens. These are both valid approaches. Flashlight? Oh, my goodness. Just figured I'd check. Val may want things to lunge at her so she can fight them. I'm not sure what, <laughs> what Val's strategy is. Yeah, well, do you, if it's that dark down here, flashlights. The flashlight is out, and you both uh, begin looking around. Can you both roll me and a wits and awareness? Because this yeah. is just a pure look around. It's two oh. successes for me. Three successes for me. Three successes. Fabulous. With three successes... Uh, Val, you start looking around the space with the flashlight. Evangeline, you find the light switch on the wall uh, and turn it on, <laughs> and the whole basement lights up. Uh, you are looking around into a space that is equivalently wide uh, and kind of large as the mechanic's shop above. So it mm. is a large single room held up with a number of support posts throughout. Uh, it is also a very pristine medical-looking space. You are seeing 12 beds, kind of the traditional institutional metal cots with sheets, with everything set up. Uh, next to each of them, you can see activities. There are different kind of tables. There are folding chairs. There are a number of different things. The one thing that stands out is next to each bed is a long piece of chain at the end of which is a cuff that is padded. Uh-huh. What? For a the further fuck? investigation, now that you can see the space, can you both roll me... I would accept wits and awareness for just generally looking around or an intelligence and investigation if you want to try to math things out in a more intellectual way. Two successes again for Val. Uh, damn, I'm rolling great. No, wait, I lied. 
two successes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that's an investigation. I thought it was three. Anyways. <laughs> All right. You both put together one consistent thing about this environment. Uh, Val, when you look around, you can see that 11 of the beds are in some state of disarray and the 12th is perfectly put together. You're also around the 12th. You're not seeing any games or anything else set up. Your guess would be that there were 11 individuals down here, not 12. Evangeline, looking around, you can see that a number of the games have been left kind of in mid-play, not in the sense that they've been there. You can also see a chessboard where a number of pieces have been knocked over, but when you do the math on it, it doesn't math out how chess would. It seems like whoever was down here was hurried out after you left. Fuck. Mm. There are a number of things What kind of games are they? Uh, You see chess. You see checkers. uh, It's black and red. You can see some cards. Uh, that kind okay, of Okay, so not like kids' games necessarily. No, you're not seeing anything okay. targeted at children, no. Good. Okay. <sighs> it's all it's all adult that you see a game of what you think is gin rummy, even though you're not sure how to play gin rummy because I'm not and as God, no one in this game will play gin rummy. <laughs> um, but you're seeing like advanced level games. You you you're there's no thought of, oh, this could be kids. Like everything down here seems they adult. Cards against humanity down there, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Cards Against Kindred. It's the vampire yeah. version. Mm. <laughs> so that is what you see. Uh, and at this point, having put all this together, Everett and Doris arrive uh, and step down into the basement. So you can relay your findings. You can talk about this strange room you've all discovered. Why is it always basements? That's a, that's a good question. Ethics work just as well. Did you find anyone... Or has this place been been empty? No one's been through here. It looks like uh, eleven people bailed out, probably while uh, Rosemary was distracting us. And because basements have no light, Doris. My attic doesn't have any light if I don't want it to. Well, it's really easy to make light in it. Can we tell? <laughs> If wow, they left wow. through uh, some other exit, or did they come up these stairs? Do we know if there's an additional exit to this basement? When you look around the room, there is no additional exit. It's just the stairs. This is one large open space. You're not seeing any surprises anywhere. And is there like a switch for it to open from the bottom? Or does it have to be opened from the switch up top? Has to be open from the switch up top. You're not seeing any controls down here. All right, so someone laid them out. So it's not just Rosemary that knows this is down here, which... I mean, just given the design and general engineering that would be required to convert a space like this, that doesn't come as quite much of a surprise. All right, so any theories so far? Well, now I'm worried that people are coming here and being held against their will to give blood. Interesting. I'm thinking it's for... uh, Newly turned kindred, you get handcuffed to the bed. Handcuffs yeah. are padded so you don't hurt yourself. You turn, you get fed Ill- blood illegitimately. You're not in the system. We got unaccounted for, undocumented shit. kindred in here. That's my theory so far. Oh, shit. Yeah. Now, if they're in here, chances are they don't have anywhere else to go. One or two of them might even come back. We're going to have to camp out at this spot. But uh, let's let's have a look around here, see if we got anything else. What uh, 
Where haven't you checked? But uh, how can I help? We need to find her client list. Right. Have we found that yet? Is that down here? Uh, Evangeline, you had found a number of paperwork and identified the spaces where things were in the upstairs office. You didn't Mm -hmm. find paperwork down here, but if you're looking for the client list, it's up there. It's there. Just so we can compare the names. That's for evidence purposes. So you've got plenty of time to be able to do this. Uh, I would say everybody can roll uh, whatever they feel they would be doing. I think we can go through each person to figure it out. I mean, Everett, I think intelligence and investigation is going to be him looking at a forensic scene. Uh, Val, how would you go about trying to figure out what's going on here? What's catching Val's interest? Man, Val is so frustrated by this. Almost like trying to think of retracing steps if people left and left out of here which way they went or on foot vehicles, something like it's more just where did these people go? Not interested in the room anymore. That makes sense. Okay. So why don't we have you check upstairs, the surrounding Mm -hmm. area, see if there's any security cameras or something that you might be able to track footage off of. So in that case, I would accept uh, intelligence or wit. It depends on whether you're like trusting your gut or whether you're trying to like intellectually math it out. Uh, And you will be rolling. I would say, awareness or I would accept drive if you were thinking that a vehicle may have been involved so you're trying to map mm. out the vehicle routes mm. or you're just mm-hmm. kind of seeing what you can find in the area Okay, Evie what are you doing what's your strategy uh, am I Evie or is Laura Evie I'm Evie Evangeline <laughs> is Evie Everett is always Everett there uh, is I, thought, no... I thought you and I were becoming better pals okay. look I made <laughs> I made a mistake I didn't realize that I created a character with the same two first letters as another character who cares I broke the rules look at these fun little encounters Listen, we're having we all know it. that I'm very good friends with Tylee uh, yes. but oh. Everett is Everett yes thank you Riley <laughs> Um, so this is looking through like the, the, this um, is whatever. So this is, you're, you're having the time now to actually deal with this scene forensically. So it's yeah. kind of like, what would you want to look into in this scene? Like what is drawing your interest or what do you think is the thing that should be looked into right now? Everett's going through kind of the paperwork, looking at the client list, trying to math that out. Val is going to check possible, you know, routes of egress and figure out where people could have gone or how to track them down. What do you want to look into? Um, was there anything else downstairs other than the beds? Not that you could tell, but you could definitely look more because, again, you had time for a relatively cursory look before um, uh, Doris and Everett showed up. I also want to know, are there any other rooms, like, in this building? Okay, so you want to check out the building, which yeah, sounds like I wanna, a reasonable I thing. Yeah, I want to check out everything. Uh, I'm imagining you want <laughs> intelligence and investigation, which feels like it'd be you mathing things out to see if there's anything yeah, else hidden absolutely. or going on. Great, that'll be your die pool. Doris. Oh, unpredictable Doris. <laughs> what about this is drawing your interest? Um, I think she's kind of thrown the client list suggestion out there to be like, someone was going to do that. Because <laughs> that sounds proper. Um... <laughs> She probably wants to look for the blood. That like cool, the blood part of the blood bank. So I think maybe she's like sniffing around. Um, That's a great literally idea. Uh, <laughs> trying to find these hidden stores of blood. Great, I would accept uh, wits and occult, Ooh, or uh, if you were just trying to use your knowledge of where you would hide things, or wits and blood magic if you want to literally try to smell for blood. Uh. 
Yeah, no, it's uh, we can do wits and blood magic for sure. Cool. All right, you'll be rolling that six die pool. Everett, we'll circle back to you. Let's see how you do with your paperwork, buddy. Uh, three successes. All right, you look through the paperwork, uh, comparing it to the records, which you can do over the radio with Troy, who's able to sit at a computer and actually pull up stuff on the town. Uh, <laughs> you can confirm that the clients that are listed actually exist. Uh, the vampires that are listed are vampires registered in town. You're not seeing names you don't recognize. Um, as you keep diving deeper, though, you realize that William Walker is not listed as a client. <sighs> and as you study further, you also begin to realize that you're seeing a number of therapy sessions that would be insane for the existing clients. They're clearly being listed over and over. Some people are listed as coming in twice a night. These records have clearly been falsified. Enough that a quick glance, if somebody was to like look over a shoulder or maybe even take like check a week, it would pass as legit. But deeper dive, you can tell that these are definitely fictionalized records. Existing people's names are being dropped in a way that's designed to cover up something else. None of these people could possibly come into therapy that much. Right. Okay. So you don't have a list of yeah, anything I'm untoward. Like the negative space of it, but I can't fill it in with anything yet. Correct. Not with okay. what's there. Val, let it, what'd you get? Val, I did wits and awareness because it's more just a gut feeling of stalking around and seeing what pulls her. I got three successes also. Three successes. Uh, you look around the space and see that there are no security cameras on this building. That won't help you. You're not yep. seeing anything obvious in terms of vehicles in the area or other things. Uh, but as you go across the street and you're checking the different houses, you can see that one of the houses directly across from the front of the building has a video doorbell where they have the camera in it that records when people come up to the door that activates from a motion sensor. Val's mm -hmm. knocking on this door then. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get my list of names from Patreon. <laughs> Hi there, I'm Tom McGee, and I love stories. And odds are, if you're listening to our shows, you do too. So if you're wondering how you can help support our storytelling and world building and these wonderful characters and their sometimes ridiculous journeys, you can head on over to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. There you'll find a variety of different levels and different perks starting from as low as a dollar, which gets you into our Patreon-only Discord where you can talk about the latest episodes, all the twists and turns, and just generally hang out with some truly lovely people. There's a whole variety of levels with everything from advanced episodes, ad-free feeds, to of course at our $25 level getting to create your very own character who appears in some of our shows and sometimes becomes a, a long-running friend or foe of our characters. So, if you want to get involved, if you want to help us tell more of these stories, then head on over to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. And help us create more of these fun adventures together. The door opens uh, and a, a tall, lanky, nervous-looking uh, gentleman in his late 20s with long, stringy hair uh, in a, a singlet and boxers just like is like opens the door and he's like, am I under arrest? No. Val points at the doorbell. That thing on? Yeah, it's motion sensor. You got a recording I can look at? 
I think so. Uh, and he just like does that weird thing where he's rubbing one eye and just kind of staggering because he clearly woke up. Uh, and you <laughs> go in and see just a massive fucking TV in this living room and so much weed, so much yeah. weed and so much beer and just snacks and a video game system. Then what appears to be the human version of a nest on this couch. Clearly mm-hmm. this dude just plays a lot of games. You've seen in the majority of cases, people with a universal basic income do incredible things with their lives. Not this dude. He's just playing video games and he's very happy. Uh, But he picks up his phone, walks back to you and just opens the app to the doorbell. And you can see the the tape of the last little while. And it's got pretty good coverage. Can you roll me a strength but technology? Ryan, while Dell is rolling, why did you have to reference your Patreon names when clearly you're just describing me, Tyler Hewitt? (laughs) (laughs) And you know my name. I have to cover for you, Tylee. I see. I understand. Thank you. Who spoke so much weed? to submit your name to your own show, Tyler. (laughs) I'm just holding that weed for a friend. (laughs) And the beer. The friend is me. Yeah. 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 But honestly, it's zero judgment. Val sees this place and is like, oh. Will. <laughs> Thinking about myself. <laughs> yeah. Three successes on that. Three successes. We were testing the strength of the camera, uh, and oh. it turns out to be pretty good. The motion sensor <laughs> seems to activate when uh, when you vehicles are driving the by. the camera, like, did like, Del break it? it? No, 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 no. <laughs> that would be very funny, Del. but that's that's not our general concern. Yeah, it's uh, too bold. So, Val, you look, and you can see that during the time that everyone was away, a white panel van pulled up blocking the view of the front entrance to the store. It was there for about six minutes, and then it pulled away. Uh-huh. Is there any way to t- the, tell anything from this van? I'm assuming it's the side of it, so we can't get plates or anything like that. Uh, it is the side of it. You won't be able to tell from the phone, but he will send you the video. So you could okay. theoretically either look into it yourself or leave it for the daytime officers to be like, find me things. Yeah, she'll just, can you save that to send it however the fuck that works <laughs> do you have a phone yeah <laughs> you're giving her phone she <laughs> wouldn't do it <laughs> what's 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 your number uh Belle doesn't know her this is a new yeah. phone how am I supposed to know Belle doesn't have to call herself go into yeah. say <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nick is luckily you got a video game person, so he can math out how to get your number for you. He's just like, you give, might here, here, give him the phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then so he he sets up and just texts you the video, uh, and then he's like, you might want to write down what your number is so people can call you because it's weird that you don't know your number. Yeah, thanks. All right, good night. Bell's <laughs> gonna head out back to the <laughs> good night. The street. And then he just closes the door and goes back to his nest. Uh, you are on your way back, having scored the video. Evangeline, what'd you get? Oh, shit. Oh, uh, oh, I got two successes plus a messy successy. Ooh. So six were, successes. <laughs> you were scoping out the building. Was there anything specific in terms of the building you wanted to find? I'm trying to remember. Uh, if there are like other offices in there, any other place for storage, if anyone's, you know, living there, I don't know where Rosemary lives, like basically what are the other rooms and what are they being used for? Cool. Uh, you search the whole place 
and you you go over it with a fine-tooth comb. You're certain you're going to be able to find something. You've had success as a detective before with your general investigative skills, and you feel like you're, you're really coming into your own. You may not be a great beat cop, but you're a good detective. And as you search through and see Everett's already got the records, that takes away your, like, journalists, you know, your best strength is paperwork. Yeah. And you start searching the rest of the space, but Doris is already sniffing around for blood. And you go to go outside, and Val's already looking for the neighborhood <laughs> stuff. And you're just, like, looking around. You're not finding any rooms. And you go back downstairs, and you're incredibly frustrated. And you just feel the beast kind of threaten to rise to the fore. And you yell, and you punch a wall. But instead of going through plaster or going through what you'd expected, your hand clangs off metal really, really loudly. And it stings, even though you're a vampire, because you thought you were going to get to punch something that breaks. Uh, and you study this wall, and you realize you have discovered a safe that has been built into the wall down here that is nearly floor to ceiling. It's six feet tall. Oh, shit. And as you move one of the drawings that is on the wall taped up with paper, you find a keypad uh, that gives you access. <laughs> I guess that makes my role a moot point. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, maybe not. Uh, uh, vaults hold money also, not just blood. <laughs> yeah, you found True. the vault that is downstairs. Upstairs, Doris, what'd you got? Four successes. Man, the new cops are killing it this yeah. time around. Yep. Uh, Doris, you search around, and it's a combination of using your otherworldly gifts, literally smelling for blood, trying to math it all out. And you end up discovering two different setups. One... Inside the massive desk that Rosemary was standing behind when you all came in, as you open it up, creeping around Everett, like just under him, crawling between <laughs> his legs. Oh, yeah. trying she's, to read. She's like talking to the blood. <laughs> like you can't hear what she's saying pretty much, but she's just like muttering under her breath. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. Everett has like the, the client list in his hand and he's referencing it against the timesheet back and forth. He's trying to talk to Troy, yeah. and he just stops and just kind of stares into the middle distance, just to just let Doris do her thing. Just like I, I can't, I can't work until she's done. So he just waits. <laughs> just, hang on, Troy. I'll, I'll be with you in a second. And Doris, <sighs> you are delighted because you find an old-fashioned wooden switch in the bottom of this desk that speaks to you and your level of technology. And when you hit it. The drawers, instead of opening out, swing wide and open, and a little bit of steam appears in the air, a little bit of frost, because it turns out both sides of this desk are mini refrigerators, and when you open them up, they are full of blood. You are seeing blood bags in a very the medical fuck sense. What is this place? That have been <laughs> stored in there. Uh, and... When you start sensing that, you, you can smell the exact blood that you've been you've been after, uh, and you realize over behind the bookshelf in the other corner, it swings out, uh, and behind it, there is a padded chair with a, a whole setup for drawing blood. It's got the needles. It's got additional bags. It's a whole thing. So someone could come in. She basically opens the bookshelf, can draw the blood, can store it in the desk. It's all in one place. You've solved where this is occurring and how. Cool. Um, she's going to kind of get off, uh, get off her hands and knees, and just kind of look at Sheriff and just say, uh, "There it is." Uh, Troy, I'm gonna call you back. And you 
you all come together. I think this is the point where Evangeline, <laughs> you rush up to tell everyone what you found. Val, you come back from across the street. You're all in the room to share your discoveries now. Sometimes you just have to follow your nose. <laughs> right. Well, I'm, I'm certainly glad you did. Well, well done, Officer Barbara. Uh, Miller, Clark, how'd we, how'd we do turning, checking the rest of the building out? Oh, oh, there's a, oh, there's a massive safe in here. Hidden. Safe? Yeah. Secret blood compartment, secret basement. Damn, this place has been turned inside out with all kinds of secret compartments. How about you, Miller? Yeah, seems like a really serious operation. I got video footage from the guy across the street, but blocked by a van just at the exact right time. Well, that's convenient. Hmm. I think that, All right. oh, this is like, this is a lot of money that's yeah. gone into this space. Like, I got half a mind <sighs> to send 10 million of it to buy Harvey out of his contract. I, I do believe that this is evidence, Sheriff. Yeah, I know. I've only got half a mind. So <laughs> I've got a full mind, but <sighs> right. Um, we got to get Stella Carson or Doctor Holloway on the phone. We got to get this blood to the hospital. We need to. This needs to be added to the the city supply right away, safely, quickly. So we need to get that done. We also need to basically, this whole building is a goddamn crime scene. We need to keep digging. We need to make sure we didn't miss anything. We need to follow up on this video footage that we've got. Are we still doing a stakeout, sir? Uh, that's a good question. That sounds fun. (laughs) I don't know that we should right now. I think knowing what exactly is all up in this building is more important. Might give us more information on how to track these people down. Mm. Uh, Miller, tell me again about this van. Well, Belle just pull up the video on her phone, show it to Everett. Does it show someone getting into the van? So what you see is, and based on the timestamp on the video, because it's from a security camera that's intended to run over time, uh, you can see yourselves pull up to the front and go in, come back out, drive away. And the camera shuts off. Mm-hmm. And then 10 minutes later, you see the camera reactivate as a white panel van pulls up in front of the B-positive therapy building. Mm-hmm. You cannot see what is happening because the van is between the front door and the camera. Mm-hmm. But it pulls up. It's there for about six minutes. And then it pulls away and is gone. Interesting. So from what we can tell... Like, we don't get to see the full van? Like, it's it's too close to the camera to see the full van? Or is it far enough away that we can it's see the full van? It's far enough away you can see the full van. So we can't see people coming or going from the van. You see them get out. You can see the driver get out. What you're seeing is blue coveralls, and they're wearing a baseball cap. So just a very generic figure. It's impossible to determine much about them. It's far enough away, and it's a door video camera, so it's not okay. a super high-quality image. So then, for example, just to be absolutely clear, we don't see 11 individuals piling into this van. If you watch the video again, let's see how good this video is. Uh, If you want to roll, I I will accept for all of you can roll. Everybody gets to do this because you're all reviewing the footage. Uh, I will need wits and I will need technology. (laughs) 
<laughs> Sorry. Doris, it is watching a videotape on a smartphone, so you may also just not partake of this. Uh, no, she will She will glance at it and, and kind of scowl and uh, kind of flounce away to look at this blood drawing room. I got a messy successy. Again. Two, two successes. Two oh, successes. Boy. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> okay. So for the two of you watching normally... <laughs> that it's the two successes, the two normal vampires. Um, you are watching, uh, and you see that as the van parks, you can also see some subtle movement and some subtle rocking on the wheels as it goes. So yeah. this is a panel van. It has doors on the side. It's possible people are getting in on the other side of the vehicle before it pulls away. That's all you get. Okay. Evangeline, you are hopped up on being a detective, and you are so into all of the <laughs> so shit that you are. Now. <laughs> you are obsessing over the details. Uh, you were you were looking at all the different pixelations, trying to read through into the mess to figure out what is going on. Uh, you also have an experience that the rest of the the party don't, and you begin to piece together what you think the logo is on the side. And it triggers your beast, and it triggers your fear, and it gives you a, a big awakening because you recognize the logo of the night church. On Fuck the off! Band. And there's the messy part of the success. No, 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 no. What? What is it? We have a clerk. We 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 can't have nice things. No, we cannot. What do you see? Yeah, and the fuck it's the it's the fucking night church. It's their fucking logo on the van. The fuck uh, The church. She's so nice. She's just such a nice lady. <laughs> Which one's the night church again? Is that Val laughing? I just want to yeah. be clear. Yeah. <laughs> Is it the one with the nice old people. man? Uh, so I as the there was a like a lady. Uh, oh, sh I, I can't remember her name. Sister I took, Kurt Hamid. Sister Kurt Hamid. I took, uh, yeah, Costas to there and like this got some we were at like the furniture shop when I had so, my little. Yeah. Yeah. The episode. only person who has gone to the night church is Evangeline. I think Val yeah. called to Val. I think made sure things were okay there. Yep. The rest of you had not actually been to that church. Uh, Doris, right. Right. Uh, you had been a, you've been around long enough, and I think you would know kind of like the older buildings, that kind of thing. The night church would be something you'd know of. It is a church. It is in the Nosferatu district. Mm -hmm. It is a church uh, kind of of a generic all-faith. Uh, Sister Kurt Hamid, who runs it, is just like welcoming okay. to all. It's 24 hours open and available. Uh, okay. She's helping people tackle uh, what the possibility of an afterlife is when it is confirmed that the supernatural is real. Okay. And she's so nice then, and she was so helpful. I, I oh, it's not hey. the worst thing that religion has done. It's all, Angeline. it's all right, Clark. And also, yes, Officer Barbara. Now look, we're just going to follow <laughs> the evidence. All right. We're not going to jump to any kind of conclusions. We don't know the level of involvement of the church. This van could have been stolen. This van, uh, yep. it could be the act of the driver only, not necessarily associated with the church, or the church could be all the way in on this. Need to keep an open mind and just let the evidence tell you the story. All right? Yeah. All right. 
So the only thing that you have not determined at this scene is you have a safe that is in the basement that is locked. You have yeah. not got into that. You've been yeah. able to open everything else up. You could leave that for the daytime crew to take apart. You could try to have Val punch through it. There are so many options that the group has available. But Or you could just, like, leave it if it's not what something that you're What kind of locking mechanism right is it? Keypad. Uh, it's got the oh, traditional... Oh, keypad. Okay. You know, what is it, one, 12 buttons? I mean, one, I two, could three, four, go six, back seven, eight, nine, to two make her tell me, but... Val could what? punch it. I was, uh, yeah, okay. We're already <laughs> generating some solutions here. Good, good. Um, <laughs> Everett would say, uh, I'm keen to get into this vault tonight i'm worried about the day crew giving it a shot and getting in and some kind of you know kindred explosive trap or something like that going on this town's full of that kind of stuff i'm sorry to say this but y'all are just hardier than the day crew and i trust you more is everyone up for trying to get into this thing tonight yeah yep yep all right just make sure you know the risks this could be much more dangerous than a standard vault might let on. It's already technologized, so it already is. Right, of course, Officer Barber, yeah. Um, Evangeline's seen a movie, uh, so uh, can she look at the keypad? Are there, like, any of, like, the buttons with, like, faded numbers? (laughs) (laughs) Faded numbers, no. Yeah. This was clearly installed and is relatively new. Your yeah. guess would be that this safe did not exist pre-New Haven. So mm. it kind of puts a relatively short shelf life on things. But Evangeline, could you roll me a wits and investigation? Oh, dear. Not my best. I would accept intelligence instead of wits. This is a memory thing. Yeah. All right, intelligence. Ooh, three successes. Get me go. Three successes. Uh, you realize that none of the buttons are faded, but uh, uh, would you watch Detective Mysteries? Would you watch superhero stuff? What's What's Evangeline's preferred viewing? Um, bef- uh, before she was turned, um, <laughs> she definitely had a period of time where she watched a whole bunch of CSI and Criminal Minds and Perfect. all that so stuff. So you remember <laughs> back to those episodes uh, and some of the tricks, and you realize that if you run some powder over the keypad, if somebody has just been hitting a single pattern of buttons, that will be the buttons that are being pressed. So it lets you go from randomly guessing to much more easily from a smaller number guessing. I'm trying to think of the movie where, like, literally someone pulls out, like, uh, like like makeup, like a powder foundation, like blows it on the keypad and <laughs> there it you shows go. up. That's what you're nice. doing. And Percy looks so fucking proud of you. Percy's <laughs> loving it. Uh, Percy helps you find the makeup kit out of your purse. It just appears. He goes to your purse and like shows up with it. So you can do that. It's so cute. Uh, and you can just brute force it. So you try the various different combinations. Uh, it takes you like 25 minutes because there's a ton of combinations. And you're not sure how many numbers yeah. you need. But eventually, the little green keep over the keypad, the little green screen just says unlocked. And you hear a ka-chunk. Uh, and the wall just gently swings about a quarter of an inch out from itself around the edge of the safe. Damn, Clark. Well done. All right, everybody. Stand back. Miller. Eventually is like now. surprised and very pleased. Like yeah. like a fucking like this is like real 
this is like real detective shit <laughs> for her. This is like, she doesn't say this out loud, but like, holy fuck. Yeah. Sir, would you like me to see if there's anything untowards behind the door? Well, sure. I was going to leave that to, to Val here. This is still a big, heavy door, but if you're up for it, yeah, go for it. I, I would just like to cast Sensi Unseen. Yeah, go for it. Uh, oh, in that sense, that's much smarter than what I was thinking. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yep. no, she's not going in there first. Absolutely <laughs> <laughs> not. Uh, two successes. Two successes. You don't see. You don't sense anything magical. You're not sensing okay. any wards. It doesn't seem like there are any booby traps of a, a blood or vampire variety. Okay. Um, if there are any traps, I assure you that they are of the mortal variety. Right. They're more mundane, I suppose. Indeed. All right. Miller, you're up. Careful. Wh- We're why not in the clear yet. What if... Oh, oh, I see... Oh, and Ev- Evangeline, like, still hopped up from, like, the messy <laughs> successiness of it all. It's like, oh, 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 if we all stand kind of, like, behind the door as it's swinging, then if there's an explosion, then we'll, like, have the door, like, the heavy door, like, protecting us, and it'll, like... And and then if, like, all four of us are there, then, like, maybe the door, like, if it, like, blows off its hinges or something, it won't, like, totally oh, blast Val's us in the wall or the something door. like that. <laughs> <laughs> Val, you open the door. And the door opens. Nothing explodes or anything. It's, it's a um, fucking door, okay? Inside the safe, what you can see are a number of deep metal shelves. They're about two feet high, each of them. Uh, as you look in, a number of them have empty black duffel bags in them. They've been upzi- uh, unzipped. There's nothing inside them. When you get down to the bottom, you can see that there's one bag that still has things in it. When you pull it out, it's about $40,000 in cash inside the bag in bands. This thing is clearly nearly fully empty at this point. Um, And you remember the amount because I think you had something in the realm of, oh, God, did I write it down? Did I? I bet I did. 12,000 something and something. $12,217 was the blood money that was in William Walker's bag, which is not an identical one to these. These are bigger hockey bag style. His was his own storage. Uh, But if he's got 12 grand from this and he's getting paid a significant amount, this seems real low. But it's clearly this was the money storage. So we Uh, have a lot of rich vampires with cash on the run. Looking at this space and how much money a... uh, uh, presumably untampered with bag holds, how much money would this vault be holding if it were full? If it were full, millions. Millions, okay. If it were full, it'd be a fortune. Uh, The other thing that I think we can say you generally note, because you're all crafty people, so I won't make you roll for this. Uh, If the people who had left had wanted to take money with them, they would have lifted a bag. They wouldn't have needed to take the cash out of the bags. Mm. So odds of them yeah. on the run with a ton of money is very, very low. The bags mm-hmm. take up the space here. They're just empty. Don't yeah, take yeah. it back. Well, no, it's because, it, I mean, Doris, I don't know if Doris would be really tracking cash flow problems as a general understanding. <laughs> uh, they, and they very well could have pocketed some to go, but they're probably not on the run with, like, millions. It would just be easier to haul the bags out. They're only in and out in six minutes, and you know they mm. would have to get in, yeah. load the the thing, assuming the cuffs are on, uncuff everybody, get them to the van along with anything else and out. Who spans this much money to secretly funnel blood for 11 people? Why? Why wouldn't 11 more kindred just be sufficiently 
held up by the system. Sure, it would stress it out, but we could potentially change things up, increase donation frequency, uh, uh, hell, even the more barbaric kindred kind of thing of indulgences or killing off more troublesome citizens. Why, why spend so much money, completely convert this entire building for 11 people? This reeks of outside, outside money, outside funding. It's either a group of very well-connected 11 people, or these were just the 11 people who happened to be in it today. If it's the money of the 11 folks, I don't imagine they'd be living like this, handcuffed to a bed with a bunch of cards to play. They'd be living large, you know. Their money could could afford them those kinds of luxuries. It's like charity. Or... Churches do charity, sir. Yeah, yeah, they do. All right. I don't have answers for these questions. Just just asking them. Just kind of part of the process. All right. Next steps. We've got the money. We're going to bring that back to the station. That's evidence now. We've got a keypad. We could maybe dust for prints. I don't know what our database is like for fingerprints. Pretty solid. We've got a van to follow up on to gauge the church's investment in this and involvement. And now that we've really blown this whole thing open for Miss Bellevue, we can go back to questioning her. Maybe she can be a little more forthright. And if not, well, Officer Barbara, you can spend as much time as you need to with her to get your answers your way. I also feel like William... Walker, I almost said Wallace. That's a different person. Nice <laughs> you man. You might have known him personally. Uh, I'm a nice man. Um, <laughs> uh, William Walker is a bit easier to rattle. Yeah, but as someone donating blood, I don't know how much of this he really knows about. He'd know about the chair. Yeah. We can give can him another get, round of questioning. And I can get information, hypothetically, out of Rosemary Bellevue. It's probably good that I don't investigate the church. We don't really have that good of a history. There's no technology and no churches for you. Is that kind of your too hard nose or? <laughs> the church is not a hard no. It's just they've tried to burn me several times. All right. Well, we're a small team, so I'm going to need you. I'll, we'll all do everything we can to make sure they don't set you on fire. Thank you, sir. Well, you're Can't you're trust him. I would say it's almost literally the least I could do. <laughs> All right. Let's get to work on investigating the church, questioning Bellevue, and locking so you down this building. Head back to the sheriff's station or eventually your home. Uh, and. <laughs> You collect the evidence, you file it all, you fill out all the recordings and paperwork necessary. The daytime crew are going to be going in to kind of collect things, lock down the scene, etc. cetera. Uh, and it is time for a new night of searching, which is going to take you, theoretically, you've got Rosemary, you've got the night church, you've got a number of things to look into. When you all gather the next morning, what, what is the plan? I, I, I can't the, the do this without doing it. The next vampire morning? The next vampire morning. Yeah, for you, it's all morning. Uh, but we do need to know what cards Doris drew. So, Doris, if you could yes. roll me a witch oh. in a cult. Yay! It's not a right. day if we don't know how Doris' cards Needed. look. That's true. <laughs> uh, do, do, do. 
two, three successes. Three successes. Oh, I got two tens. Ooh, Ooh. five successes. Five successes. Nice. Uh, Doris, you open, uh, you flip over a card, and what you see is the back shell of a tortoise. The whole card is a tortoise, and on the back is just a spiral leading towards uh, the center, at the center of which is just a a very, very tiny monkey with its (laughs) mouth open, with sharp teeth, with its hands raised up, just yelling directly upwards. Right. Okay. Uh, am I the tortoise or am I the monkey? Hmm. Perhaps today's a screaming day. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thought Doris has as you all meet back in the central room of the station. You need to, what, what's your plan for the day? What's, what are your tasks? You know the department policy is if you're going out, you all go out together. Otherwise, you can all get murdered. Yeah. We don't stick to that super close. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> we really should. Um, uh, Ryan, in uh, alerting the hospital to this blood stash and sending it in to be added to the supply, do we get a sense of, uh, like, is that sufficient to to kind of help boost up the supply numbers or would it suggest that there may be more than one storage for this uh, uh, illegal blood? Uh, This amount is a nice boost to the reserve. You get a very pleasant thank you note. It all checks out. They've run it through kind of scanners to make sure that there's nothing wrong with any of it. However, it's not going to like solve the problem of the ongoing thing. It just buys some more time within the individual reserves. Okay. So it puts a dent in it but not definitively enough to A, solve the problem, or B, suggest that this is just the beginning kind of thing. Uh, it's, it's not clear whether or not it's the beginning. You also don't know, A, how much is being stored, or B, yeah. what it's being used for at what rate. Like, those are at the questions rate, that are still yeah. outside of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Because it could be that, that that desk was like, hey, maybe that's a month's worth of blood, or hey, maybe that's today's worth of blood. Mm. You don't think it'd be that much? You think you'd be seeing more, like, critical results from people coming in this was again skimming not like a large-scale theft right but yeah you're not sure okay okay uh hey everyone good evening i i had a thought uh just uh as the sun was rising i suppose uh what do y'all think of uh putting out a press release not telling these folks, everything that we're working on, because it is an ongoing investigation, but in kind of building up maybe some goodwill with the community, saying, you know, we are investigating crimes here that affect you as mortals, as kindred. We've made some headway. If anybody has any tips or anything like that, you know, we'd appreciate them. Does that feel like the right move right now? I know we don't have the greatest image here. I have a hard time reading this kind of thing. What do y'all think? I think a win is a win, sir. I don't know what that means, Officer Barbara. I think that winning is important. Yeah. And we haven't been doing it that much. Right. And if we have succeeded at discovering even the smallest modicum of information about this dastardly plot to steal blood then we should be touting our successes to the community at large. A win is a win. I see. I see. I like that. 
That makes sense to me. Yeah. And I was honestly, thinking, you know, we like tell them that. If we're asking people like for their help, then it's a good way of like making it seem like we're all in this together, kind of. Right. I think a lot of people see us as this like weird, like separate authority rather than people like actually trying to like help the community. And maybe, I don't know, I could try to word it to show people that they have the power to take some ownership of the community safety too. Yeah. Uh, the last thing I want to do, though, is get folks scared. You know, Holloway came to us discreetly talking about a blood shortage. I don't think we should be telling folks that there's a blood shortage inciting a panic, getting people yeah. whoring no. or hunting. But if, but if you say that there was illegal blood dealings and exactly. we have discovered it, we could put a poster of her face around town saying, have you talked to this therapist? Oh, I kind of like that. Although we don't need to turn her into some kind of public enemy where people come in here trying to kill her because she's uh, breaking the laws of the Camarilla. I'm, I'm just trying to look at this from all the angles. I don't know how likely that is. I know this town is full of crazies, but I like, I like where your heads are at on this. I think it's a real good idea to say we discovered blood smuggling or an illegal blood stash uh, and for people to just kind of call into the station with any kind of information. I think that's a good idea. I think maybe, the people maybe who people are have doing been approached this, to join it and and said no. That's a good idea too. Evangeline, of, could you roll me a wits and awareness? Yep. I am rolling these dice forever. Four successes. <laughs> that is a good number of successes. Uh, as the person who is closest to being mortal out of this whole gang, you also realize that every single person you've gone and talked to kind of assumes that if they're involved in a crime, they'll be murdered by vampires, which yeah. might hinder the, if you know about this crime, please call us effect. So is there a way you, you could suggest to the group that might mitigate that general fear of constantly being murdered by vampires? Well, I mean, it might be prudent to also put out like some sort of bulletin of like a know your rights kind of thing for people. Just like... <sighs> You know, if people are, like, immediately afraid that, like, shit, if I come to the police and, like, say something, am I going to be, like, accused of being involved? And then am I going to be, like, kept in a cell? Am I going to be turned into a vampire against my will? Like, am I going to be removed from New Haven? Like, like, people have no idea. Like, even Rosemary Bellevue, who's, like, involved in some serious crime didn't know her rights coming into a police station. That's, like, people don't know. All right. All Clark, right, yeah, we could uh, do something like that, but I don't know what people's rights are in this town. I don't think they have yeah. many. Clark, fucking mortals don't have rights under the Camarilla. They're food. Yeah, this but, like... This whole New Haven thing is kind of a an experiment. Maybe we need to come up with some rats. Perhaps we just put, we won't kill you, we promise, on the posters. Perhaps. Let's try to top that idea, though. Let's see. You know, that's a good starting point. Let's see if we can... With a smiley maybe, face. Maybe we can do something like... It's like... Like... 
the Camarilla is like, you know, has these these rules or like lack of rules, but like this is our promise to you, and like you can hold us to this, and like you know you're not going to be like brutalized when you're like under our custody. Or Can something. we guarantee that, Evangeline? Uh, is that what? a real promise? I think we should, <laughs> at least for the at least for the mortals. Bart, you hear? Yeah, what do you guys need? What kind of protection can we offer to witnesses or tipsters? I don't fucking know. You're the sheriff. Yeah, that's what I was afraid of. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can offer whatever you want. Toast to Rosa could probably tell you to go fuck yourself and take it away, but then you'd have to, like, be here to break the rules, and it seems like he likes his fucking day spa or whatever. Otherwise, the rules are what you say the rules are, man. All right. Well, look, I don't want to half-ass this charter of mortal rats for this city kind of thing. This is going to take some time. We're really going to have to think on this, and we got a crime uh, spree of people smuggling blood. Maybe so, we should create a committee. Oh, look. I think y'all have a lot of great ideas. I think y'all have strengths that I don't have and all that kind of stuff. But I can tell you, as the sheriff of New Haven, I'm fucking sick of committees. All right, I'll put together a committee for all of you. Don't worry about it. It's going to be real easy. It's you fucking four. You're the committee. Nobody else gets a fucking say. The end. This episode of Blood and Syrup features the voices of Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Claire Blackwood at Claire Blackwood on Twitter, Del Borvik at Deltastic on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, and storyteller Ryan LaPlante at The Ryan LaPlante on Twitter. This episode was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Blood and Syrup's artwork was created by Del Borvik at delborvik.com. That's D-E-L-B-O-R-O-V-I-C. Our theme songs are what's really going on right now by Chase Allen Willis and Traffic by Kai Engel. And our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. All of their music is available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com, our Twitter and Instagram at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We also have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Sleep well, my kindred. Sleep well in this world of darkness. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. The Half-Blind Prophet, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Roman Brown, Spot Alan, Flynn 1138, Alorain Okapi, OMG, it's Big Nick. D&D and Things, Norma Byers. Schrodinger's Pepper. Guy Edwards, Flea Unit. Madre de Gatos. Lady Maiden, Melissa Rain. Nithrian, Garbo Ape. Locke, Sam Schaefer, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you.
the Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.